about to make a song called Tidal Wave. Should I do it right now? I bet. Shoot your shot. Bought on live, bought on live. Bought on live, bought on live. Shoot your shot. Bought on live, bought on live. This shoot your shot. Yeah. Never has. I like it a lot. Yeah. I got the rock in my hand, bitch. So we got a shot. They don't speak my language. We don't gotta talk. We've been gone for days and they don't gotta stop. Right up in your beak, Cotton. This black hog as close to my mouth as possible. Without sucking it. Just a tip, just for a second. Just, just see how it feels. That's nice, Steve. That's the, that's the thing I was saying on social media. The ranch is wherever the chug buds are and wherever CEO Steve is. Is Steve's there and there's chug buds there? The ranch. Scottsdale. It's happening well, global. It's happening national. globally. Prestige worldwide. Um, we're just we're just blazing the trail of a traveling ranch idea where you take it wherever. Wherever it's really it's really the notion home is where the heart is, you know? Wherever it's, the Chuck Buds are and Steve's there and I got all my Stevie Daniels with it's, me. It's also you like drop drop each one of us in a shoe bo- yeah, like a shoebox in Alaska and we're gonna come out fifty times better than we came in. That's honestly that's a part of uh you're you're probably ahead of me because I that's a part of me that I'm just like Marcus who's in town was just talk, I was just talking about it with him the idea of like going anywhere being detached from wherever you are and just catching a vibe with you you know you could be with your guys or not being alone I, I like being detached from the world I like uh mm-hmm. I like not seeing what goes on in day to day and in the world I can go a couple of weeks without seeing any relevant or like what people call recent news, news type of stuff I uh, I just felt like I got to a point where I'm comfortable enough with myself to go to, I tell the story all the time, I went to Nashville for like a, a little work job, go down, I had them staying there the night before, I went out on Broadway by myself, I had a, the time of my life just solo dolo, bar hopping in Nashville, making friends, going bar to bar, just catching an ultimate tidal wave. It's it's no, it's actually legendary. I couldn't do that back in the day, bro. I wasn't good enough with myself to be able to go out and like do stuff like that to to catch a vibe where you, I could go to I could go to uh, I go Des Moines, Iowa tomorrow and <laughs> catch a fucking circuit. I've had many, many, many in a, a night in Des Moines. Many a night. We all have. We all have. No, dude. It's uh, when you told me that. That's when like a ding, ding, ding went off because I could I could tell. It's like, dude, if you can go anywhere and just. Even, even just if you're not, never were a Heisman, never were Johnny Manziel, you're just a regular dude, right? Going out on your own and just being completely content in the moment of like having fun, navigating, going where you want, not worrying about who's your looking own at lane you. of like self-sufficiency and like good enough to where like, oh, if I go sit by a bar, like sit at a bar by myself and like converse with people and, ca- and catch a wave myself, I, I'm, I feel like I'm bringing positivity into the world and like a great energy where like i'm good enough with me to just walk into any random place and meet strangers and become somewhat friends it's the, for the it's night the vibe there's a certain element to that that's difficult even just as a regular person then put on top of it like you know just being a public figure and like having that aspect most celebrities go hide here's the thing too, though saying it, it, are you a public figure because people deem you that like is that what it is because 
people come up to you randomly like every now and then is yeah. that what deems you a public figure like when in all honesty like you have a little notoriety a little people that like obviously have followed the past and, and what it is but at the end of the day people go person. out all the time and just catch a regular normal vibe in a wave that's just average every day just good people meeting random good people and fucking vibing the uh the more time we spent in la the more I would, you know, we, we would yearn for the regular vibe. You know, like it's, it's a little hard to, you gotta go out of your way to find that in LA. It's difficult. Our, our, the Stevenson Ranch, our crib was probably like a dose of that for a lot of people. Where it was but it was a safe of, haven. Yeah, it was a regular vibe for like people who wanted, looking for a regular vibe where it wasn't like, coming to this mansion, we're gonna take your phone and don't, you know, don't do this and I don't do that. I think that's why I've always been able to relate to like the people you hang around and like got to a point where a lot of people hang around and are able to get access or just kind of hang around the crew here and there. But I've got to a point where my circle is so small and I know what I want and where I'm at in life to like surround myself with people who are all going in the same place. Circle so small, it's turned to an oval, Steve. I mean, there, it's, a, it's a crazy point in life when you get to a point and you've, you've done this really well with your boys who have been here since day one right it's an oval bro it's like it's uh, it gets smaller but you had to fine-tune that too that wasn't always that from from day one yeah naturally innately even a kid in high school like you'd think i was the popular kid of being like a you know the any any of the in in high school especially the the athlete like the standout athletes like the cool guy right i had a lot of people i was friendly with but i was always like a one two friend guy you know like i I wasn't the guy at every party you know 40 friends yeah just and, like, sometimes I remember, like, questioning that and thinking I was, like, am I, like, I'm, like, an extrovert that's introverted in a sense. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I'm not shy, but no. at the same time, I'm not. Careful. It's more of a careful, like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird world we live in, how fast and quick, like, information and this and that can, like, travel in a sense. So, like. You never know if you have a person that's hanging around you that you feel is cool and like whatever it is. And I've got to the point now where I can read your energy within it's a weird thing. A minute. It's a weird and thing. I talk about it. I say this a lot, like in my daily life, people don't really know me. Like energy for me and and feeling a person like what their vibe is in the world at that time, I can tell it within uh within yeah five minutes, yeah. bro. Sometimes even just when they open their mouth and say a few things. Because yeah. I'm always a person that no matter if I've heard something about you, no matter if uh, I have a full history report on what your past is and how many mistakes you've made, if you meet me and we shake hands and look each other in the eye, we're square from sh- from the second we meet. I know. My slate is clean with you. Mm-hmm. I only judge people based off of what uh, what I know them as. No mm-hmm. matter if some one of my great friends has said negative things i'm going to go into and proceed with caution right but at the end of the day anybody i meet with me starts with a with a fresh slate yeah always and forever that's the way to be bro you it's uh that's part of why i thought this was so dope i want people to see that because again there's something where like you just said there's connotations that travel with anybody even just you know people in their neighborhoods or people are growing up in high school you have these reputations or connotations but on a bigger scale, when you're in the public sphere whatsoever, there's connotations that, one, are way out of your control, but two, they're just like a lot more widespread in the sense of like, the more and more a story gets told, the more and more versions of the story exist. You get what I mean? And I, I love having, I love having my boys meet you. Like Marcus, who was supposed to come by, 
you know, he had a quick change of plans, but that's the first thing I told him about you. He was just like, dude, just come ahead, come kick it with the dude. And you'll see, you know, he's the same guy. He's an energy guy who can, like, tell right away. You know what I mean? And it was the first thing I tell people about you. We just, like, like we, we all get to choose our, like, path of what we do and what we like and what we learn through, like, the whole game of everything. And, like, for whatever reason, that, like, energy and being able to feel the, like, flow. Like, I, there's times where I'll uh, say we go out on a weekend or hanging around, like, go to a house party, and I can tell that, like, I just get uncomfortable yeah. off the rip. It's a vibration, And, like, bro. Uh, pe people, like, I get to the point where I almost feel, like, sketchy or, like, flaky at points in time, but, like, I don't know how to explain to people that, like, my vibe that I'm just getting from the whole situation is just off. So Not you, something I'm comfortable in. So it's just interesting. The connotation, if you didn't know you and you just knew the public story, you'd think, like, you were a guy who was you know, the, the connotation that would travel with you would be like, oh, he, he, you know, he, the fame got to him. He loved the fame and he wanted more of that or the attention of it, you know, but it's, it sounds like what, I guess the question is, when you were in it, was that something that was really exciting to you and something that now through the seasons you've gone through and you've learned in, in your life and kind of learning that as, as you've matured, is it something now that you're, you reflect back on and it's changed the way you're, interpreting because it sounds like you want the legitimate normalcy thoroughly like you, you like when you we've talk talked about, about Broadway this a million times bro we've talked about this time and time again with multiple people when I've been around guys who are global superstars and and the level of fame that you get to fame in general is a is it adds a whole nother layer and element to your life that the point of where my joy has come in the last couple of years is just not being famous or not being the everyday news source type of thing. But for a point in time when you grow up, you want to do stuff like that to, to live that life. You don't know what it is until you're in it. We see people around all the time, our boys. I have friends who can't live a normal life for the rest of their life until they're 100 years old. Yeah, until, until, they're literally, until the end of time. Until they're done. And uh, I don't ever want to be that famous again. Uh, as great as it was and as blessed as I am to be in a position to ever have had something special enough to be that, I, I don't wish for it anymore. I don't want for That's it. That's why we get along so it. well. It's, it's, it's exactly, you, you were on a 10x of what I, what I interpret as fame. You know what I mean? But the innate undertone feeling I've had as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh shit, like everything that I thought I wanted and actually, everything I realized, a lot of my priorities were were on like faulty, not faulty values, but they were resting on like values that like no longer. It, it, once it's, I it's, it's a base of something that's not really there. It's just kind of like yeah, it's, it's on a loose foundation. It just disappears for what you think it really is, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, wow, that's a that's a crazy point. Football, uh, when you get to Cleveland, right, and, and then, you know, you end up getting dropped, you're getting cut, and you're just realizing the passion isn't there in your life. Letting go of the fame, how long, how, how painful was that? Like, how, one, how painful, but also, two, Here, how long did it take thing. to even, like, arrive where you're here's at? Here's the biggest thing, bro. When I got to Cleveland, I had been in Texas my whole life, never really dealt with, like, living in another part of the state, what it was to really be, like, grown up and go somewhere else and yeah. when i got there the winter the whole deal i i hit this thing it's called i call it the gray and uh 
was my first time just like being in the north and experiencing the weather and like not seeing sunny days and like doing the shit. Oh, it gets gloomy and in it, Cleveland. And it, uh, the gray fucked with my mental like really, really bad. I was at a point where I had everything I could have ever wanted and drawn up on a piece of paper at fucking 10 years old. And I was the most miserable and sad and fucking just couldn't find my own way because of this mix of everything that came together and I call it the gray and I always will forever and that's that's what put me like we always say in the trenches for the first like year of what was supposed to be the best time of my life and when and when you, you were experiencing that your priorities leaned towards just doing shit that made you forget that or made you just feel how to lift you out of the gray for, at that point in time, even if for, it was for me it was just patch it how do I patch it enough to get by and and try and almost fake it a lot of work that goes into a normal NFL season and stuff to be going through shit like that and, and not being in a place where you have good enough friends and, and people around you to a full extent to really be able to fix the problems you have going on. You just you, patch it. You just put the rug over. As a man at that point, did you feel like you, you were you able to share that with people or you couldn't really tell people? Looking back now, I had people around that, that more more than I can even like, people could have helped me. There was a lot of people around that were there in the position to do it. I, so what we talked about in the last part was uh, no matter who it was in my life at that point in time, I never would have, I, I would have never would have listened. It was an in one ear and out the other type of thing. That's all it was. It's crazy, man. Uh, I love the way you're putting, I love the phrase the gray. Like, you can associate it to the weather or just being in a new place. I it's more than that, bro. It's more than just the weather, too. I, like, your, your shit's even on a bigger scale, so that's why I'm going up this tree. Like, I went through a whole season of the gray in L.A. when it was fucking sunny and fucking blue skies, baby. I was fucking model bitches over, making good music. I've been saying it this week, like... We left LA and now I'm in a little bit of a gray because I'm like, I feel a little fish out of watery and I know how, I know how fun and exciting this should be. But you know how quick it can go left. Oh, too. I know, I know, I know. And I, I've, learned, I've learned through my life already and, and you're, you've learned it sounds as well. Like, you know, it, it comes in seasons, bro. Like if you gotta be grateful for being alive, you can't pick and choose what you're grateful for. This is part of being human. That's it's, part of what it is to ride let, the wave. You ride the roller coaster. Stayed, if this shit stayed even keel the whole time, this shit would be dull. I, there's not a lot of people that I've met, and, and one of the things I love doing in my life and what I've got to do with the position I've been in is meet people. And, like, I run into people everywhere, whether it's talking about football or just sit down somewhere at an airport or whatever and just talk to somebody, say what's up, whatever it is, conversations, like, get struck. And nobody that I've ever met just breezes through life and wakes up every day nobody. and has a smile on their face and shit's just rocking and cool and good. Nobody. nobody does that, bro. But people also think it's wrong to have bad days and be and feel some type of way, shamed about it, or afraid to say that they have them, bro. And you were for you 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 went through. Bro, that I soon. went I went to the phase where I knew what the gray was. I popped out of it after a long time. Look back on that experience. It was like, I don't ever want to go back there and went back there again when I was in L.A. And even looking when, when back. Was it, when was this? This is just probably 2016, a couple years ago when I was in L.A. I 
felt like I pulled myself out of a really big hole, looked back and felt like I had some type of self-awareness and like looking back and being able to see what really happened and what the root of the problem was and went back into it and probably a couple times worse. And now to look back at it now and, and uh, look at both scenarios in its own and know that you can feel like you're really doing right and go back into it again at it, 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 a slippery slope. You know, you know what it is, dude? It's so fucking humbling. Like you're, you've always had a, you've always had a humility to you, but dude, when you go through it, the trenches, and you know it, you remember how it felt. You remember how fucking shitty it felt, and like how what was fucked up in your head. And no matter what was around, you could fix it. When you realize that it's this is a one-player game, it's you, you. You realize that in the trenches. There's a huge undertone for me. Like I'm an analytical thinker. And you're a smart guy, too. I think you probably did, too, while you're at it. But, like, trying to figure out why. Trying to figure out why you're in the trenches when you know you shouldn't be. That's, it only just adds to being in, it puts you deeper in the trenches. But you get what I mean? Like, when I look around, I'm waking up to this view. And I got all my friends here. And I'm happy. And I'm, uh, well, I'm healthy, uh, successful, you know. Um, I'm surrounded by people that, that, love, that love me and care about me. Care. And knowing all that and then still feeling the gray, that's, again, when you realize it's a one-player game. And you, I've, I just get humbled by it. Sometimes I, sometimes I, I worry because you have to have a bit of an ego to su succeed in this. To a certain extent, like being a musician and having a, the, the confidence, you know, so... It's a blurred line, like anything, doing anything publicly, it takes a certain confidence. Like it's, it's challenging to put yourself out there and get in front of people and then be open to the, their, their commentary. It's a harder time having to do those type of obligations and not, uh, and not feeling like you, not feeling like you want to do it. Yeah. It's hard to try and fake it through when you're going through stuff and, and go through normal life. Really like hard. Really hard, bro. What'd you say, Blue? You're still... Like, yeah, totally. No, I get what you're saying. You're saying you could be in the... As you think you are with your wife... I love this talk show vibe. It feels like I'm <laughs> yeah, a fucking as, Maury. As comfy as you are with your wife? A question. Oh, we'll take a question from the guy in the <laughs> leopard print... The in the, <laughs> no, the leopard print no, beach no, boy as, shirt. As comfy as you are with your wife, bro, like, you'll be in bed and you still have fucking your own demons. You know? Yeah. So if you're not happy with yourself, you can't be in a relationship. It's a one-player game. Because you won't be. You won't be happy with... with Absolutely. But at the end of the day, when I look back and learned a lot of a lot of shit, was I got to a point where I wasn't around anybody anymore, and I and I was by myself. And I'm sitting with all the stuff that I've done, people that have been around, everything. At the end of the day, I was only sitting with me, bro. I was only sitting, laying my head to to go to sleep at night, only thinking of everything I've done, the mistakes, the whole thing. It's a lot that weighs on you. At the end of the day, nobody else rides that wave with you all the way till the end. You have to ride the wave, though. Like, if you don't ride it and just hold on to the boogie fucking boogie board and do it, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only way you get back to fucking shore, though. It, or you could just go afloat. And I see just think, like, as much as we, you love your boys that are, yeah. like, around all the time, they don't go through the trenches no. that you go through the trenches They go through their own, own trenches, yeah. They're going through their own shit, and obviously as a team, you go through your own shit. But at the end of the day, when you, if everyone's away and you're gone and you're just dolo, you only go, you only go through it on your, on your own. How long of alone time did it take before it became slightly enjoyable? Because I, I know you say it now. You like to, you'll go off. You have a lot of friends. 
you're very good at like just networking and making friends but there's an alone time element to becoming like a man and an adult and like being okay with yourself that if you're never with yourself alone it's hard to even like actually really truly know yourself you know what i mean like you have to tune into like what's really going on and if you have all these conversations and thoughts and other energy around you all the time it's like patching it up that's another huge thing for me is like i there's times over the years and like the decisions i made and i know the way that my thinking works and how my mind works i got to a point where i'm cool with with me enough to be like I know what I am. I know the decisions I'm going to make. They're going to be a little fucking off the Richter every now and then, but that's just how I, that's just how I rock. And for a while I tried to fight that notion of like what it was and make excuses or apologize or. I mean, dude, it's understandable. But I know what it is, bro. I know what I am. I know the decisions I've made. I know how I've been in the past areas to improve things. I need to continue to doing that keep me incredibly happy, bro. I've, I've been talking about the last like, six months is like a pursuit of happiness type of thing i just want to try and find a way to be happy i know i don't need x amount of money i don't need this i don't need that like i finally know what i'm good with to do to you, wh- just to what, try what and be you, happy what have you found so far man i found uh i found a lot like just in my like myself about like who i am but also like going out and doing things i normally wouldn't do in the past i'm, I'm playing a ton of golf i'm getting out like hiking doing things here in scottsdale like enjoying where i'm being in a new place making friends you like going to fucking bars with like 12 people in there and like just having drinks and like being casual where most people dude i'm telling you if you just go live in la for fucking six months you could be from fucking south dakota because i know people from south go to la and you get into that life and then all of a sudden it becomes something that's moves itself up very quickly on your totem pole of like yeah you know i was like when you're when you're doing x y and z at the top of the hollywood hills and you know this guy and you know that girl and you've been to that party and you get into that world which you jumped up the fucking you know you jumped up the scale of that very quickly but like you know even myself i find sometimes like oh you know like I used to care less about who was in here and like what it mat like none of it should matter at all. The core of me, none of it ever mattered. But the awareness to like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, that I definitely found myself having those thoughts and then trying to change that because, dude, I like, bro, we're the most basic motherfuckers. That's you know, like we, I, I like bro, going. It's a point in time today where you see certain things got this thing on my phone where you can tell how much screen time you spend on apps or this or that like people spend so much time on their phone on the social media that they mm-hmm. their life is predicated and mm-hmm. and like played on a path of what they see without even knowing it type of thing and it's, it's the part of like the social media type of thing that i don't rock with all the way as good as it is and much as i like to like connect with people it's just uh it's just a dangerous place so to like disconnect and do shit on your own vibe is is the only way to get away from it bro because society right now is is trending to a way where you only follow what you see online or in your phone i'm really happy we're in fucking scottsdale come catch this vibe we've been we've been in this house for what how long seven days yeah probably a week we've made a promise um to ourselves and we're gonna make it publicly now that Every Chug Bud 
done on the soil of our Stevenson Ranch Scottsdale uh, property, uh, we will be donating one dollar to charity. Um, what would you say our number is? Our dollar amount? Oh, oh, oh! He's going, he's going mixed drink into the chug. It's against against all odds. Another dollar right there. Against all odds. I just learned that today. Thanks, Steve. Oh, uh, you give us a tall boy. Tough, tough draw. Forty-four ouncer. Um. What would you put our number at after the first uh, eight days? First seven days, we're over 100 chug buds. Easily. Deleted. Just beers <laughs> Beers getting fucked. Actually, less beer. We've smoked over 100 cigarettes and also over. Smoking some darts, you know? <laughs> over Playing darts on the balcony buds. with yourself, you know? You know what I'm saying? Where's Bluey up? He left. Kilmer, you got something? Come on, from the gallery. Chug the beer. I'm commentating. Chug the beer? Chug the beer. He just chugged a goddamn mixed drink. Want to give him a second? <laughs> Mike, chug the beer. It's for charity. I'll do it. See, that's the thing. Now, if you're a good person, you know that I could just say it's, it's for, for a good cause. It's for charity. It's for a good cause. You can't, can't not. You're locked and loaded, Stevie. All right. <sighs> You'd love to see it. This you got to catch up. He's a couple steps behind. This one's for the boys and girls clubs. Cheers. This chug is brought to you by Chugbud, the revolutionary way to chug a beer. Back to you at the studio, Mike. Good for you. We should figure out a <laughs> way you. to do Bravo. Uh, can we set up a thing on Bravo where people can submit yes. a dollar for charity yes. every time they do a Chugbud? Yeah. So for everyone listening, by the time these come out, we're gonna we're starting. We have a there's a back end of this bottle on live brand, um, and just us in general doing some back end um, connectivity stuff. I mean, there's gonna be a bunch of activations within it, but we're gonna we're talking about flying a few of y'all out every month to come play us in beer pong and hang out for a day. Um, Johnny's gonna be we're gonna be doing shit in the golf world. He's a I'll toot your own horn. Uh, he's a phenomenal golfer, and he's out here playing and having a bunch of fun. So, like, we're going to show our I think it's a cool vibe to give people a chance to come out, fly out for the weekend, come stay with the boys, hang out, and, and play a couple rounds of golf throughout the weekend, and yeah. you never know what else. I mean, look, it's obviously weird times still. We're in the COVID – we're in a, a, the fantasy world of 2020 where, you know, Connecting with people isn't as easy as it used to be. Um, so we'll follow safety guidelines for it. But, like, dude, it's part of that awakening where I was like, you know, we, talk, we were just talking about, like, doing regular shit, meeting regular people, doing shit that's, that's helpful and nice to people. Um, and also that's helpful to, like, what, I tweet, tweeted something. I, I saw this dude said, he's like, selflessness heals the self. Like, the more you're in the trenches, you're tuned into yourself. You become very selfish. It actually is an undertone of selfishness to be sad. Now, you can don't have to judge or blame yourself, but there's a, a slight nihilistic um, selfishness to being sad if you don't have some immediate, immediate tragedy or some really serious. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, the undertone of that is like, look, if you're truly dialed into like being grateful for like the gifts you have and the life you're living and even just the, the air you're breathing, 
that's where I'm trying to go with it. That's because, it. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it's not about you, it, it's a lot easier to be happy. When you're so, so, like, when you're really hurting, the whole world's revolving around you. Of course I hit the red light, I'm running right to the meeting. Of course there's a big line at the store, I'm fucking running behind. Dude, everyone, there's 8 billion people on this planet. <laughs> but you're thinking everything in the terms of you, like everything's happening to you. And I realized, dude, I was doing that every day of my life. How much of like anger at yourself and at the world and anxiety yeah. and everything else you bring upon yourself by doing that? It's all in your head. You're doing it to yourself. It's in your head. Dude, there's 8 billion fucking people here happening at once. You think you can Just control every single little but dude, minute little thing? Shit happens, bro. To this day, we'll be like, oh, man, we're getting trolled. We say it all the time, like, getting trolled, man. Like, this keeps this happening, of course. Uh, and it's just like, dude. Maybe one day you're having a shit day. Yeah. But, dude, like, what I'm saying is it, it. it comes from, like, a very selfish perspective of, like, yeah, everything's happening to me. Oh, my God. It's a sense of, you it's, know? it's what, it's, it's in a sense, it's the entitlement and, like, ego type of play that you really think you have enough control on what you do in your day-to-day -day life to really affect everything else that goes around you. Yeah. Are you, uh, you've been a guy who, like, we talk about, like, where you make a bunch of, you make a bunch of friends everywhere you go. Are you, uh, are you happy to be linked up with, well, I don't even know if he's here. I think you and Blue are soulmates. Like, me and Blue are soulmates, but I think. I would, I would call me and Blue Chug Buds. <laughs> we have, we have done. Blue just left. We have done over 100 Chug Buds in seven years. You and Blue are, like, literally fucking stepbrothers like doing karate in the garage we know blue is a is a big reader of like just the uh, energy and like vibe we're talking about he's very careful in who in who he blue really didn't fuck with bob we pulled the old uh he hated bob we, we pulled the old go bowling last night and then me blue and foley are walking out we're going back to the car we're going home and then we did the old should we go take a shot just one shot just see how it feels one shot, everyone knows the rules, guys. One shot, everybody knows the rules. Next thing you know, I'm picking Foley and Blue up <laughs> over my shoulder. No, no, no bullshit, right? So I, I've i kind of been in the trenches. Like, I've been working on, you know, just taking care of myself a little bit, making sure I'm putting in the hours in the studio. I have a studio here. I'm I'm, uh, I'm home last night. Johnny, Johnny comes in and tells me the story, and I'm thinking, like, he's got to be exaggerating a little bit. He literally carried... You carried both of them out of it? Do you, you carry Foley them individually? Foley did the over-the-shoulder. Second he hit the ground, he popped back up. You guys up. were literally like foxhole guys last night. Like, they got, they like, their leg got blown out. No, and we, you we, had to, like, we went, we went from, them. We went from one <laughs> shot to me stepping away for a couple minutes, and I came back, and they were two different people. What happened? Tequila. Some guys started buying us tequila shots. Kept sending them. I think it was a fan. I want to also put out a disclaimer. Because it happened in Nashville, too. Yeah. Someone please stop buying us shots. Foley's, yeah. Like, when the, that's one thing. It's one thing that's awesome about, you know, having having people that, especially, like, bros that, like, fuck with you and what you do. Like, they'll, they'll see you out. And especially as we get older, like, they're, you know, they'll send you shots over whatever. We're in Nashville. I'm just putting a disclaimer out in general for the guys. Because the corona COVID times has changed the dynamic of going out. So it's less less hard to get access to drinks, right? You're mandated to sit. So you're just sitting there. There's really not shit to do besides fucking tackle the beverage in front of you, 
and go after any hard-hitting conversations you need to have. Because it's really not really a huge dynamic as far as, like, when I used to go out, like, when I go out before Corona, you like, you're trying to mingle and, like, oh, you know, move around and go to different. So I want to say that first only because, dude, these guys in Nashville, blue, like, I'm sure last night it was a similarity. So I didn't go out last night, but I hear about it. In Nashville, Foley and Blue started wrestling <laughs> in the bar. Dead weight? No, they just started oh, wrestling and, like... I thought they were like had enough savvy or like wherewithal to be like, all right, when when we're about to go down to the ground, like then they go down to the ground and they're rolling around on the bar, but they're not stopping. <laughs> like they're not like stopping, like ah, you know, oh my god, we're drunk. Like they were like Fucking they were wrestling. Around. Like they, they were like somebody was trying to mount and like give a count for three and like hey, Michael, get Mike, their hand raised. Mike, was it like the scene from Step Brothers when they're fighting in the front Pretty yard? Much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And. <laughs> What the fucking fuck? There's one part of me. There's one part of me that I was disgusted. I was like, the fact that we've raged for this long and you guys still can't keep it together. Like, I don't really have that bone in my body. I'll never like wrestle my buddy to the ground and like just be sloppy. Like, I, I think, don't know. I think Foley wins that fight ten times out of ten. Do nah, nah. What really? Yeah, Blue's Blue's a strong little bastard. I've taken Blue down a few times. I got it under my belt a couple. Yeah, times. but it's it's only like. Tell you, if you and Blue, like, squared up sober and, like, wrestled, he would body your ass. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, like, you have had, you've had some moments over him. I remember the tour bus. Yeah. I heard about that. The shot, the push heard around the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, but you guys, uh, <laughs> you come in and he tells me, he's like, dude, I carried them out, like, over my shoulder. I go, I, what do you mean? And he's like, dude, Foley, like. Foley, Foley, fell. Hit the, Foley hit the ground, had to throw him. He did the little arm over the shoulder, walked him out. So you took. I walk outside. This guy points at me. I point at him. He, we're already thinking the same thing before we've even spoken. He knew you were like in the He's got a, a, like a 96 Mercury or, or whatever this car is. Guy points at me. I point at him. He looks like a driver. I need somebody to drive. Throw Foley in. Foley looks at me. He goes, Blue. I go, You're Dude, it's damn literally right. Foxhole shit. It's like, Go back and get blue. Yeah. I go Blue's grab. Still I in just there. go grab blue. I pick him up. Throw it's like him a over burning my, house. I pick blue up, throw him over my shoulder, throw him in the car with Foley, and then just get the whole like dust yourself off. These and, are life situations that uh, you know, your your Heisman athleticism really come into play. <laughs> you just <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like a fucking just a. But I also like, put, dude, imagine you're a Johnny Manziel fan and you see the guy running back in like there's a burning, <laughs> like a burning house, and he's like but saving it's, people. It's just blue, <laughs> it's just black <laughs> in the booth. Uh, I'm so pissed I wasn't there now, dude. And we get back here, the door's locked. We're we're not coherent enough to like remember how to unlock it. And I'm in the studio, right? Everyone's in the studio. No one's answering their phone. You didn't call me. I don't know. You shit bums? I don't know. You guys were too drunk to not call. <laughs> I don't know, man. All, so all I know is Blue was literally standing on top of the Jeep, beating his chest and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. So at least we know that, like, we didn't, the cops didn't come. So at least we know we can get a little aggressive. Probably get pretty aggressive tonight. We've been, uh, you gonna pass that, pass that blunt over here, Stevie Daniels? Uh, you wanna take a whack at that, come or no? Uh, I think people need to know what our neighbor's name is. Dude, he just smoked it out of his nostril and it wasn't for the camera. That's why, <laughs> honestly, it's one of the cooler things you've ever done. 
I think people need to know what the neighbor's name is. Yeah, I mean, for the, for the Stevie Manziel fans, you guys will get catch on very quick that if you're a Steve, it's a good thing. Every, really, everyone's a Steve until you, until you discredit yourself to not be a Steve. Um, but I take these as little winks from the universe. I, we're smoking on the balcony. The neighbor comes out. Our next, the only neighbor is really in contention to like be a problem here. For those who don't know, we're in Scottsdale for, for the winter. Just catching a wave. Um, and the neighbor comes out and we start chopping it up. One, he's in a, he used to be in a band, so he appreciates the music. Two, I ask him his name and he looks at me square in the eye and he says, Steve. Three, the dog, our dog, runs down the driveway. Sir, what's your, what, he asks us, what's our, what's our dog's goes, name? Yeah, he goes, what's, it's Steve. He goes, Actually. what'd you say? I said, yep, nope, same name as you, sir, Steve. <laughs> and then from there on, I knew we were going to be just fine. Because, look, I'm going to be completely forthcoming. The guy was chill as fuck. I'm going to be completely uh, forthcoming about it. We're here to be on a wave, and we walked in. Uh, Cribs of Vibe walked in. There's these, yellow, these like yellow signs that we, I'm looking at them now. We've, I forgot we took them down drunk the other night. These yellow signs that are decibel charts. Essentially saying, like, after 10 p.m., if you're over X decibel, and then they give examples of what those decibels are. A long so like, They were like, oh, yeah, uh, laughter or loud chatter yeah. would be like a .56 on the decibel scale. It's inappropriate. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I had a little bit of a worry in me, but we've been, we've been rocking and rolling, and we haven't had any. Luckily, we've taken those signs down. Yeah, we've taken those signs down, and uh, to be completely fair, though, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a guy, it's been like a, we haven't really had ragers yet. You know, it's just been the guys getting after it and getting reacquainted. But it really hasn't been like, we'll see tonight when we start getting some extra bodies in here and we'll have to see where it takes us. Today was a little bit of a tidal wave. Yeah. yeah. You did the hot yoga, we did the 1400 chug buds by the pool. You guys can judge me for the hot yoga, but no, look. No, not, not whatsoever. I'm day two on hot yoga. There's something, uh, I'm like in the meditation space pretty heavy and I'm a believer and I'm going deeper and deeper as I get older and like, but um, there's something very meditative about hot yoga. It is so fucking hot and uncomfortable in there and you want to leave. Today, I asked myself three or four times like, oh, let's go outside. And I just, when you challenge yourself to like not leave, it's like kind of something I've been missing. Since I like was no longer an athlete and like, dude, look, that's I got one thing I haven't got since I since I've been out of sports is like to the point where you push yourself yeah. to where you think you can't do it anymore, but you do. To do you want to come to hot yoga? Not necessarily, but uh, why not? Okay, I'll consider it. I'm here to I'm here to curve us to a curvature of success. <laughs> Mental, spiritual, physical, physical success. <laughs> we could just do karate. monetary even. We could just as well. do. Karate in the garage. We can do karate in the garage. I think we'll get enough heavy breathing out of that. At the Stevenson Ranch. We went through the fucking ringer last night. How many bars did you... Uh, Frequent last night? Yeah. Five. Five bars? Five bars one night. You get five know. bars. If you get five bars, even four bars under your belt in one night, no, you know, we you, did, you, we know did, you had we, a doozy. We did four bars and, and, uh, and came out really good. You know, no problems. Get home. Good. Some sleep, 
one bar in the trenches. Took us under. We went for the one shot. Everybody knows the rules. Yeah, for those who don't know, it's anytime you, it, it happens all the time because usually you're only really one shot away. You know what I mean? Like, From destruction. Because if you're thinking about headed home, you're already like, ah, yeah, I'm like, you know, you've been out drinking a little bit and you've had your, but one shot will just take you, put you in a whole other, whole other frequency. What, what, when you went in, what time was it? 11.30, midnight. So one shot turned into two hours. Oh, yeah, it was 1.15 by the time we all got out. Yeah. I stayed, I stayed till 2.30. He's yakking. <laughs> Blue's yakking? Yeah. Want to go do the chug bud? 